Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. If you're looking for inspiration, you are in the right place. If you're looking for motivation, you're in the right place. If you are looking for women who are open to share their experiences and their stories and their wisdom, who have been through trauma and been through abusive relationships, then you are definitely in the right place. If you want to turn your wounds into your wisdom, again, you're in the right place. And if you want to turn your pain into your purpose, you're in the right place. Today's guest, Priya Kumar, is no stranger to a past of bullying and abusive relationships that have brought her to the absolute brink in her life, at times filling her with helplessness and hopelessness and desperation. Now, Priya has an absolutely beautiful story to share with you about her experiences and how she has really transformed her life. When you listen to today's interview with Priya, you're going to hear the most beautiful, powerful affirmation that Priya shares that you'll want to write down and you'll want to make this your daily mantra so you can stand strong and rebuild your life just like Priya. And Priya also runs through this really fantastic uh, meditation exercise that you'll find absolutely transformative and just freeing and liberating. Priya is now a business and financial coach focusing her life on empowering women. So listen now and see reflections of who you are and glimpses of who you can become. Okay, let's open the door on today's episode. I'd like to ask you who you think the hero of this podcast is. I want to tell you the hero is not me. And the hero, as fantastic and amazing as the guests that I have on Tiara's Tears and Triumphs are, they're also not the hero of the podcast. The real hero of the podcast is you. It's you and your transformational journey. It's that engagement that you have as you stand up and you fight for your life. You fight to strive to have the life that you want to live. You make the change. You make it happen. And you can. And I want you to know that and hold your head high, knowing every time that you show up and you listen to another episode that's you being a hero. Just a caution, if you feel unsafe at any time, 
please stop listening. You can come back anytime you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. Hello, Priya, and a very, very warm welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast. Thanks so much for coming on to be a guest today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So I can't wait to get into this conversation with you. Um, I have had a look at your story and, yes, there are so many similarities with my own, but can you just start wherever you like with, you know, what's brought you to this place that you are now in your life? Where I am in my life, I mean, I'm at a great place right now. And of course, it wasn't always like this. Just a little background on who I am. I was actually born and raised in the Fiji Islands and my ethnicity is East Indian. So my, you know, my ancestors are from India and I have been in the United States for over 25 years now. So this is my home and I love everything because I've pretty much grown up here. And, uh, and so having those like the cultural difference backgrounds and different countries when you move, like there's so many things that take place when you're a child, right? Like you growing your mentality and all of that and all these changes when they occur, they change things in you and you're almost confused of who you are. <laughs> You know, so uh, and growing up, that was kind of the confusion that I was going through. You know, I was heavily bullied in and uh, when I first arrived here and people would like stick gum in my hair, they'll make fun of me, you know, my skin, my hair, all of that. So by the time I went to high school, I was severely depressed. I did not speak like I will not I would not ask any questions in class. I would not talk to anyone because I just thought that people would just make fun of me, period. And I, I was a straight A student, surprisingly, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but I guess that was my way of combating it, right? I like, I'm going to fight this fight silently. And college, same thing. When I started college, I was the same way, quiet, really quiet and whatnot. And what it did was I did not know how to deal with it. And because my parents are not, um, they're, they're immigrants, so they weren't really, um, exposed to like mental health and psychiatry mm -hmm. and seeing a therapist or any of that they couldn't get me any help at that time and so that allowed that forced me to deal with it in my own way there was a time when I was also suicidal because I was I ended up getting in a very very toxic relationship this guy was a straight up narcissist and just like very abusive in every way and I was still like dealing with all the trauma of moving here and being bullied and all that stuff. So I already had a very low selfish self-esteem and um, going through that, uh, I, it, there was a point when I was like, my life is, isn't worth anything. Like no one loves me. Yeah. My parents do, but it's not enough. Like I can't make it in this world. And, um, and I attempted to take my own life. And uh, my brother at that time, he was the one um, who was at home and he saved me. Uh, and thank God, you know, I never tried again, didn't think about it or anything. And part of the reason is because uh, six months after that, I ended up losing my brother. He died. Oh my and, God. Uh, 
he was my only sibling, my savior, uh, my knight, you know, always there, uh, my protector. And at that time, I was like, wow, I, I am so lost now. I don't know what to do with my life. And I remember I went through a phase of um, drinking heavily because I didn't know how to deal with the pain. And one day I was coming home. Of course, I was intoxicated and I was I almost merged like onto like an, a, a truck that was going by. But I, I just felt like my car just swerved out of the way and parked itself. And I could very clearly see and hear my brother like sitting next to me in the car. And he was so disappointed. And I remember his exact words were, I didn't have a choice. If you hate your life this much, go live my, go live my life, go live mine. Mm -hmm. I did not have a choice. You do. And from that day on, everything changed. I got back on track. You know, I got a job. I graduated college. Um, I got a really nice job with the, with the government. I bought my first house. And then the next person I meet, it's almost similar to the first one, <laughs> you know, I, I get married, everything's great. Then I find out that he's into drugs and stuff. And I'm like, wow, so there's like, I'm dealing with two persons. And then because I have already, I had experienced a loss, I was in a place where I took it upon myself to be his savior. Like, oh no, I it's my responsibility to save you. And it wasn't until I had my son and it was so bad that I had to literally run for my life in the middle of the night with a tote bag in one hand and a six-month-old child. And if I had not left then, I would have definitely become a headline in the newspaper. And I refused for that to be my reality. And of course, it didn't happen right away. It was at least like a few years of abuse that I endured. And But I didn't have a reason. It just felt selfish to leave because oh my I think my pain is greater but here I'm trying to save him because he's going and people like that are manipulative too so he would tell me all this story stories of from his childhood and everything he has been through so I was like okay I gotta save him you know and in return I'm taking this abuse that is like really deteriorating me and then when I had my son I was like I gotta make a decision I got to pick and choose an adult who can decide better for themselves or a child who really needs me. And I'm like, which one am I going to choose? And the answer was easy. I took my son and I left. I never looked back. And and going through that, you know, and I'm sure you've heard so many stories where all these women who go through it, um, the one thing that they ask is like, why me? Why am I being abused? Why am I the chosen one to go through this? <laughs> you know, and I mean, I laugh about it now, but at that time, like it was so painful to even like ask that question. Like no one should ever have to ask why me, you know? And, um, and I remember, and I was all like, one day I was just sitting down and I was like, God, I, I don't want to ask why me because I feel like I am not trusting you so I'm like just just show me why you put me through this I'm like it's great that you think I'm strong enough but this is really like breaking me <laughs> and I'm like I, I doubt that you were so bored where you were like yeah just throw stuff at Priya and see how well she 
<laughs> so I'm like, and I'm like, I don't want to do the figuring out part. I'm like, just take my hand and just show me. Yeah. What is this meaning? What is this supposed to show me? What is this supposed to help me figure out about myself and maybe show up in this world in a better way? And uh, and I did a lot of self-searching. I'm sure you hear women who are like finding purpose, right? Like, okay, I went through it. What now? <laughs> what do I do all this mess? <laughs> and then um, that's when like I started really soul searching like myself. Who am I? If I take off all this mask of a daughter, sister, mother, um, everything, who is Priya really? And that was really hard. It was like staring in a mirror and you just see a silhouette and there's no face to it. I had no identity of my own. Oh, I so relate to that, Priya. <laughs> I so I'm just relating to so much of what you're you're saying, but um I didn't, you know, expect and you never know where these conversations are going to go. But a very big part of um, you know, women who go into abusive relationships uh, you know you lose yourself so maybe you didn't even really you know know yourself properly when you entered into that relationship yes but definitely by the time you you know leave that relationship you're just a shell and it's like where am I in in that like where am I and it's a huge thing to go on that path of self-discovery again and it takes a lot of courage to do that We're, we're defined so much of the time by our circumstances by the things that we've gone through and it's really great that you're talking about this need to actually look beyond the circumstances and our experiences to see who we are underneath all of that so tell me who who was the Priya that you found underneath all of that the prayer that I found, um, and it's funny, I was just sitting and I was like, God, just if if I am more than just who think I am, because I'm like, I have, I'm so lost. I have no identity. I'm like, just show me who am I? And I kid you not, I looked up and the sky was clear. Like it was so clear. It was so bright blue. It was so beautiful. And then I looked down because I was sitting on the ground and I looked down and there was a rock, a dark rock that was a heart shaped, like a full on heart. And I looked at it and I was all like, and I started crying. I started crying like a baby because what I saw was, oh my God, you're telling me that I'm love. Like you were saying that I, you love me and I am love. Like that's okay, great. And it's funny because my first name in Indian culture, it does mean love or dear and, you know, stuff like that. So I was just sitting there and I was all like, I am going to take all this love that you are showing me and I'm going to spread it in the world, whichever way I can. And that's when I went on the journey of finding purpose in my pain. And I'm like, I did not just go through any of this just to go through it. 
what does this mean? And how can I turn this around? And that was hard because now all of a sudden I had to look back at all the other pains that I went through, right? Being bullied and all of that stuff, because that's still there. It's a, it's a baggage that I'm still carrying and I needed to get rid of it in order to be able to move forward and make room to invite more and to be able to give more. Because right now my cup was empty and I couldn't pour from it, mm -hmm. you know? So going forward, then I was like, okay, I am going to be this person. You have sent me on this planet to do something great. And I was like, I have no idea at this point what that may be, but I'm going to figure it out. And it's, it's step by step. I just kept moving forward. And the only thing that I kept hearing was like, you have to turn your pain into purpose. You have to turn your mess into a message. And, and then, so I wrote a quote for myself <laughs> and it said, I refuse to waste my pain. I refuse to waste my experience. I refuse to waste my life and I refuse to waste my journey. And I was all like, I do not want to waste anything at all. So then I sat down and I wrote a mission statement for my life. If my life was a book and there was a subtitle, what would that say? And my subtitle is that um, anyone I meet, I want to leave them better than I found them. Mm, that's beautiful. And that, and that requires a lot of courage. That means I have to not be afraid to talk to people, right? Yeah. And that also means that I have to look at people at, at a, through a different lens now. I can't be judgmental because someone said something negative. They could be dealing with their own demons, their own battles that we are not seeing. So the, the um, finding courage to humble yourself enough to be completely detached from any negativity, like whatever is going to come your way. And that's hard. I'm sure you've seen that too. And even the women that you hear from or, you know, they, that share their stories, they're probably saying the same thing, right? Well, there's this thing when something happens to you, you know, it does hurt. And you want to do something with that pain because, you want to be able to let people know that, you know, this has hurt you and that's not right. So I guess, you know, like, you know, we feel as though we're justified in yes. our position of pain and suffering, but sometimes people aren't ready to take that on board and, all we do in those instances where we're trying to explain to somebody why we feel a need for them to understand how they've hurt us is that we feel disappointed because they they haven't given us the response that we're hoping for. And yes. so then, then we end up in this, you know, this place of pity and, yes. and disappointment and that's not a positive place to be in your life. It's not an empowered place to be in your Correct. life. And it creates anger and frustration. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, you know, and then that then bleeds into other areas of your life. And to, you know, like you end up maybe even kicking the wrong dog, you know, because yes. 
you're holding on to that anger and that frustration. And so that then gets vented towards somebody else who's completely undeserving of that. So, yeah, it's it's really liberating when you have that awareness to catch yourself in those moments where somebody has hurt you, they've let you down, they've disappointed you, and you feel as though, or maybe they've attacked you and you feel as yeah. though, you know, like that personal attack that they're, they're not justified in, in making that. And so you'd like them to understand from your perspective that, you know, that really wasn't fair because, you know, like you didn't really deserve to get that from them. But you're not always going to get the response that you are hoping for from people. Yes. So. Yeah, that if, is very you know, true. by all means, like be, I think it's really important for women to learn to advocate for themselves. So yes. it is very important for women to stand up for themselves assertively, not aggressively. And yes, uh, yeah, and, and just learn that distinction. So it's kind of like, yes, say, say what's on your heart, say how this has made you feel, you're completely justified in that. But be ready to accept whatever outcome comes from that yeah. because you're not in control of the other person and the way that the other person is going to respond to that. That is so true. And one thing that my dad used to say, I remember, because he was always like, just just be a good person. Just love everyone. And I'm like, dad, the world is mean. How, how do you love everyone? What do you mean just love everyone? <laughs> just be nice to everyone. You know, and then and one thing he said that I never forgot he said, what you do is your karma. You have control over that. What someone else does is their karma. Yeah. And they're the only ones who have control over that. Yeah. And I was all like, you know what? That is so powerful. And when go after going through all this trauma and pain and all of that, the healing part was the hardest one because now I had to sit with what had happened and healing comes from forgiveness you know and forgiving doesn't mean that you're saying oh that was okay what you did no wrong is wrong but forgiveness was also like trying to find the meaning of forgiveness like everyone that you talk to will say forgiveness is for you let them go let them be whatever right but when you have gone through something traumatic trying to find forgiveness in your heart Heart is the hardest thing to do. You're like, how can I forgive you for doing, doing such horrible things, right? And then I had to really sit with it and tell myself, like, whom am I really trying to forgive? Am I, am I having a hard time forgiving myself for sticking out as long as I did and for not knowing better and not leaving sooner? Or am I really pissed at uh, them and and having a hard time forgiving them. Whom am I really doing it for? And once I determined that, that's when it changed. And it wasn't just that like, oh, I forgive myself for going through this. I had to really break it down. Like, okay, I forgive myself for this specific event where I didn't have control over, where I didn't know better. Where, you know, even if even if I go back and try to change it, the outcome may have still been the same. Because mm -hmm. in that moment, at that time, I don't have the wisdom and knowledge and experience that I have today. You know, and I think that's what a lot of us do. We keep replaying the past in our head, trying to expect and change 
um, the outcome, even if it's just in our head that the outcome is different, right? But we constantly replay it, but, but we forget that, okay, if that situation were to happen now, of course, the outcome would be different because I have more experience, I have more knowledge, I have more wisdom. Of course, I would do better because I know better now. But back then, I didn't. So whom am I really punishing over and over? It's not them. I'm punishing myself over and over for not knowing better, for not doing better. So I had to really find within me to forgive each of those little moments because, you know, the abuse, like people think it's just a, you know, it happened one time, two times, get out of it. But most people who've gone through abuse, they will all say it was like years of it, you know, it's just not like a marriage or marriage or like a love relationship. They're abusive families, parents, narcissistic families, you know, parents, families who put us through. And we carry that into mm. a relationship later on. So mm. then it was like going as I'm going back, like moment, moment, moment. And then I'm like reaching like that barrier where it's like now crossing over to the family. Then I'm like, oh ouch, this actually hurts a little bit more because at that time you were really vulnerable. Yeah. I really needed someone to protect me because I was just a child. Now I'm having to forgive people who I actually trusted the most way before I mess, met this person, <laughs> you know? And, and that was really hard to sit with it and giving like moment by moment. So when I, when I coach clients, one thing I do is I just do like a five minute meditation with them. And it's actually pretty funny because I'm like, no one has control over your imagination and I'm not going to judge you, right? So I tell them to just close their eyes and pick one moment, the one most painful moment that is like kind of taking control over their life. And it's like at the back of their head all the time. And I'm and I tell them to just imagine like that you are there in that moment right now. You are seeing it play out. You see yourself. You see the perpetrator, the abuser. You see the room. You see the color. You smell the smell like you are there. And I'm like, and I tell them and I'm like, you need to go in as your grown self that you are right now, intervene, stop this person. And I want you to do whatever your heart desires to this person. <laughs> and I can like, so I'm like watching them, right? And they'll like sm start smiling and I'm not, I don't ask them anything, right? Until they're done. And the, uh, so the ones that are smiling, I'll ask them like, what did you do? They'll be like, well, I just punch them and kick them and just punch them as much as I could and because no one's gonna arrest me it's in my head <laughs> <laughs> and that's like a, a rescuing mechanism right I'm like you yeah. got to rescue yourself so I take them on this journey of like yeah and then just throw them out the window out the door out the roof wherever you want and you just see them gone completely yeah. and then I tell them you go in and you find your younger self who's hiding maybe behind the door in the closet, under the bed, wherever you find them, you hold their hand, you sit with your younger self and you tell her that you are so proud of the woman that she is about to become. Let's take a quick break to breathe and hear about how to find the keys that you need to be free. 
you're off to a great start because you've found this podcast to help you to heal your heart. Now, each episode is jam-packed with support and inspiration, but don't forget to check out the episode notes, which is set up to be your life support station. In there, you'll find links to a crisis support list, plus a way to contact us and so much more to help you close the door on fearfulness and pick up the keys to a life where good things are going to be again in store. Okay, take another breath and let it go and turn your attention back to today's show. She is so strong. She is so powerful and she is making such a huge difference. And I tell them, just imagine that you hug your younger self so tight that she becomes one with you and you bring her to the present with you. And I kid you not, by the time it's done, I mean, I do it way slower than I'm doing right now, like talking about it, uh, they will be crying and tears. And I'm like, you just go back and rescue each, rescue yourself from each moment because you are the only one who can do that. It's not easy. No one wants to go back and face that, that hurtful moment, you know, because the people that hurt us are the ones who claim to have loved us. And yeah, it's, it's not easy. So that's, that's something that I that's do. beautiful Priya. And I, it just made me think you're, you're a mum. I'm a mum, and, you know, with our children, um, you know, what do we do when our, you know, children uh, hurt? You know, they'll come to us, they'll, you know, come for a hug. They'll need that, that hug. They'll need that bit of a cuddle and they'll need us to just tell them it's it's going to be okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. And, you know, that's exactly what, you know, we can do as, as adults is you know be there for that inner child in the same way when we revisit those painful places from our past is to just as you would with your own child just hold that child and reassure them that it's going to be okay you know by this time in our lives you know we've we've had enough life experience to understand that life has its ups and its downs and you know like even the most idyllic life that you could possibly imagine has going to it's going to have its struggles but you you know like you'll have people in your life that you know that there'll be loss there'll be there'll be times where we're faced with grief where we're faced with unexpected um events you know that take place that impact on us and we just don't know what's around the next corner So it's not about having a picture-perfect life all the time. I think one of the things that I used to do when I was in that really painful place is I would make comparisons to, you know, other people's lives. It would just sort of reinforce all of that pain that I was feeling inside. Oh, my God, that is so true, yes. Yeah, and because I would, you know, from my perspective, I'd look at somebody else's relationship or, you know, like I'd be like, 
well, why is it that they've got such a, it looks like they've got such a happy family life, but you don't know, you don't know what is going to happen to that family in their lives. Or or even what they've gone through or what they're yes. going through. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's all it's all this perception that we have that you know, like we've we've got to have happy all the time, and you know, life isn't going to be happy all of the time. We can, but we can live in an empowered place in our life, where you know we know that whatever challenges and adversities we're going to come up against in life, that we've now got all of these tools in our toolkit to be able to deal with those adversities. And we know that if the adversities are too much for us to handle on our own, we know that we can turn to other people for support to help us through those tough times. So, um, I mean, you have, you know, demonstrated really beautifully how tapping into somebody else's, you know, expertise and getting their support and their help can help you with getting to that next level in your life in your personal development so that you can heal yourself to a place where you are very strong again and very much at peace with who you are I think that's so important for all of us is to find a place of peace with who we are just that complete total self-acceptance yes yes. and and not be shameful of what we've been through like everyone has gone through something some on bigger scale some on smaller scale but we have all gone through stuff and as women we are just so conditioned in a way to um to carry shame and Mm. guilt you know, we we put so much pressure on ourselves. And and I had to learn and be like, you know what, it's okay. You know, my my crown is a little bit dented and broken, but that's okay. But I still want to show the other women that, hey, you know, it's not it wasn't, it's not always shiny. And, and that's okay, because it's mine. I'm the only one who lives with it. And I get to decide, do I want it to be something that I want to hide from? Or do I want it to be something to empower me? And, and that's one thing about light, right? Like when when the when there's a spark, and if you if you don't like that light and you just put like a, a cup over it, and the once the oxygen dies, the light goes out. And but but if you just add like another stick to it, you see that light grow even bigger and and shine brighter. Or you have you add another stick with fire to that fire, and then you see that it just glows even bigger and brighter, right? So I had to look at that, like, okay, do I want to treat this as something that I want to put out, or do I want to treat this as that this is fuel to the little tiny spark that I have and have it glow and shine brighter? And, and we all have a choice and we have to find those women around us who are going to accept us. But the first thing is that we have to accept ourselves. I think so many of us want to be accepted, but yet we have not accepted ourselves. So true. So, so true. Um, I loved that analogy that you made about the spark. Um, when I think of 
self-esteem and know that self-esteem is very much connected to self-worth and being able to see the difference between your self-worth and your self-esteem and understand this is where you know you so beautifully illustrated that the tiara um, that that crown is a bit knocked about Um, but your self-worth when you understand that we all come into this world with the same incredible self-worth and that never changes through life but it's the way that we perceive it and so that spark is there inside of all of us but as you said so beautifully you know you either are going to look for things that you can do to really ignite that spark and build that flame so that you can shine brightly in the world and in your life or you look for things to dampen that spark and your life then is very, very dull and, you know, and, and just lacks, lacks the light, you know, you're living in, in the shadow, if you like, of your, yourself and living in the shadow of the life that you were meant to live. Yeah, yeah. And and one thing that I always preach and uh and so I have like a gratitude journal that I published and that was how I got through it was one thing that I would do would was uh practice gratitude every day mm, every day yeah. for little things, right? And then when I got to a point where I wanted to help other women, I literally went back and I changed my gratitude. Uh, Yes, I was grateful for all the positive things happening, the good things happening. But then I started writing how grateful I was for all the bad things that Mm. happened. And I would write the reason like, oh, this person did this to me back however many years ago. But I am so grateful that this happened to me. And here's the reason why. And it just turns that whole thing around into like a beautiful experience in a way like you don't remember the pain that when you think of that moment now you only remember what came out of it yeah you know and and that was and and I and I tell people this and this is like very strongly that I believe in my life anytime there's something that's negative that's happening and I don't have control over it I just take a step back and I just watch it happen. And I'm like, I already don't have control over it. So it, it's going to happen no matter what, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm curious to see what this is trying to do. Because now I'm starting to see in my life, and this is just my perspective of it. If I am experiencing pain of any sort, emotional pain, someone said something or whatever, I see it as a sign that it's a knock. It's a knock that's trying to get my attention for something that I have not resolved yet. Mm-hmm. It's trying to get my attention like, hey, resolve me because this is holding you back for something else that you need to achieve in your life for the next step that you need to go because this is now a rubber band. It's pulling you back. So, hey, knock, knock, knock here. This is what happened. This painful stuff, it needs to be resolved. And I like sit with myself, like, okay, what what is it trying to get my attention for? And then I look at it, like, what am I trying to achieve in my life right now? Like the step that I'm taking forward, where I'm trying to go. And in that moment, what is like in my past, 
what is still trying to reflect, you know, in, in my rear view, what is still there that I haven't resolved that's obscuring my view from the back and I'm not able to focus in the front. It's almost like you're driving at night and there's like a big truck behind you and the light is shining so bright in all your mirrors that all of a sudden you can't focus in the front. You know? <laughs> and, and that's how I see it as I'm like, okay, it's trying to get my attention for something. And then it takes the fear away. I didn't realize how powerful it was until I started practicing it. Once, you know, we, I get through the forgiveness, the healing. And once I started practicing gratefulness for the bad things that have mm -hmm. happened, it removed all fear. Like, okay, mm -hmm. well, it's going to happen. It's life. Life happens. But it, it, empowered me so much like okay I'm ready for whatever is going to happen because I know something good is going to come out of it yes yeah yeah that's fantastic that's really good it's a very empowered place to be Priya so um, I have loved this conversation so so much um, would you like to share some links for the listeners to come and find you if they'd like to contact you yes yes please so I am on LinkedIn and you can search me by my first name Priya P-R-I-Y-A D as in David Kumar K-U-M-A-R and I'm also on Instagram as profitcoach.priya and same thing on TikTok, profitcoach.priya and my business page on Facebook is Pivot My Profit. And for the listeners, the reason it says that is because I started as a business financial coach and now I am actually coaching women who are leaving the domestic abuse and violence situations and they're trying to rebuild their life. So I'm bringing financial literacy foundation to these women and working with nonprofits to really empower them and show them how to rebuild their lives financially. What are the steps that they need to take? What are the little pieces that they need to align with and prepare for and educate themselves on? So that's why that says pivot my profit on there. But if you go on there, you my website is pivotmyprofit.com. Uh, I have 30 minute schedule on there for anyone who wants to talk with me. I mean, Sandy has been amazing. Her story is inspiring. So for any of her listeners, you can go on my website. You can put yourself on my calendar for 30 minutes if you want to ask me any questions. And if you would like any free handouts, um, I have free uh, 14 day gratitude journal. If you would like it, send me a message. I'll be happy to send it over to you so you can start writing or whatever it is you want to do. And anyone who is stuck in any kind of situation, all I want to say is that there are women who have gotten to the other side and we are helping and we are ready to help anyone who needs help mm -hmm. to come to the other side. The journey is tough. The hardest is taking that first step. And once you do, you're just going to keep moving forward. So anyone who's out there, I just want to tell you that you are stronger than you think. Just amazing. You amazing. are amazing. You are strong. You are powerful. And one thing that I realized after I had my son was all like, I was all like, oh my God, God allowed me to bring a child. There was a time when I had two legs, two arms, 
two hearts. And I'm like, and I think that I am not strong enough. Yeah. I'm twice as powerful. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like kind of the little uh, motto that I used to use for myself back then. I'm like, of course I can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and you yeah you are doing an absolutely amazing job of turning your pain into your purpose and I think it's um just wonderful because financial abuses happens to 99 percent of women who are in um abusive relationships so um of course you know you come when a person is able to financially disempower you then um you come from a place of real insecurity and instability and it's um a very challenging path to be on um to say well how can i actually recover from this place um particularly mums you know i think are very much challenged in this area because there's so many considerations for them in terms of the the healing work that they need to do for themselves they need to be there for their kids and make sure that you know they're able to meet all of their children's needs so it's not we're not saying it's easy but it is possible so um and particularly when you have people with experience who are able to guide you and show you some of the very very important steps that you can take to rebuild your life to a life that you will love on the other side of leaving that relationship so I think on that note I'm going to ask you the final question which is because this podcast is called Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast what does that title mean to you as a woman prayer that is every woman I mean um when we when we are little girls we love tiaras we are little princesses you know we we see ourselves as little princesses we dream that someday you know we're gonna meet our prince charming and whatnot and and as we grow we realize that there is really no prince charming and and there and it's not the men's fault because they they haven't had I mean they're they're battling their own battles you know and theirs is in some ways a little bit harder because they they're not allowed to express emotions <laughs> you know and and so it, this like the title itself is it just reminds me of a queen like a woman who is starting in one place and she's recognizing how powerful she is and she overcomes everything and now she wears it goes from wearing a tiara to a crown and that's a crown that's the symbol of her tramp you know she's gone through everything and here she is now standing tall and and that's who we are we we have the responsibility to rescue ourselves and we can we are the only ones who can rescue ourselves because no one knows our pain on 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 those deeper levels that we do it it cannot be any more personal to anyone else than it is to us so we need to be the ones to really make this step take the step forward and even if we're crying through it you know just keep moving forward we got to rescue ourselves 
I love that. Absolutely love it. Thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on here. If you would like to be a part of a growing community to fast track your healing journey, you can do this in a couple of ways. One way you can do this is to become a supporter of this podcast by becoming a patron. This will help me to help you and other people just like you to discover the resources that are included in this podcast to help you rise back up after hitting rock bottom, after experiencing different forms of abuse. And like I said, you can do this by becoming a patron of this podcast. It's super easy. Just go to the episode notes and click on the link to become a patron. When you are a patron, you will receive exclusive bonuses like the behind the scenes audio files with deep and meaningful insights from conversations with guests that are not included in the podcast interviews plus there are a range of special building blocks to help you to rebuild your life so go check it out and you can join the growing rise up with tiara's tears and triumphs facebook group with over 400 members where you can troubleshoot issues you're having. Every victim and every survivor of abuse has expertise. And being part of a community of peers gives you a safe place to get answers to questions that you have and to share what you know with others. Again, just go to the episode notes to become a member of the group today. We all go through dark times. When we do, we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel, but when I turned a corner in my life, the light started filtering through and I left my old life behind. I am here now to help other women feel seen, heard and valued. I'm reaching out with my light, shining on you to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. There are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice, if the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another. And if you need to, try another until you have one that is the right fit for you. Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt 
to heal and grow, hosted by me, Sandy J. This program provides a safe place to work on inner peace and a strong mindset, spells out how to spot the red flags, advises on ways to stay safe and work on effective safety planning, gives tips on how to look after you when things are tough, teaches empowerment strategies, acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on, to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side, who share their stories and insights, as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au. Hey now, can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe, Sandy.